Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am your other host, Abraham Lincoln, formerly 16th President of the United States, and now a comedy writer based out of Chicago. Uh, this is a political podcast which features the unique perspective, perspectives of myself, a modern millennial, and those of Abe, one of our great presidents. Abe, how was your week? It was a busy week. Lots in the news, a lot of current events, a lot of writing. I bet. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked a fair amount uh, the past month or so about you kind of getting this comedy job and, you know, me kind of, you know, networking and stuff like that, you know, trying to also get hired. So I was just thinking we could maybe put that aside for today's episode and just kind of, you know, do a classic Abe and Tim politics catch up if that works for you. Absolutely. That works for me. I mean, I need a little break from it all. Anyway, we've just been so busy and, you know, right. Uh, We've all got our fingers crossed about the Emmy nominations. We think we've been doing some great work, and we think we're going to be recognized for our unique, biting brand of satire that we do on the Huckabee Hour. Abe, you know the, you know the Emmy noms uh, came out is either today or yesterday, right? What? Yeah, they're uh, they are posted. Okay, don't tell me anything about it. I, I well, I'm you know I I just. I'm sure we're going to find out. We're going to get something in the mail, some invitations or whatever, you know. But, yeah, don't even tell me right okay. now. Okay, and and just keep in mind, whatever happens, you know, it's not going to be a live event, I don't think. So if even if you weren't nominated, it won't be like the spectacle and the pageantry it, it normally is. So. Yeah, I understand everyone in show business is kind of muted these days because of, you know, the public health crisis and everything else going on in the country with the, uh, the economy and the, you know, the... Um, misinterpretation of the public protests on uh, you know in January. So I think um, anyway, the, the January sixth at the Capitol is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I think that's what I'm referring to. Okay. Um. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, the sort of ongoing drama with uh, Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, for any of our listeners who aren't familiar, this was the uh, QAnon. Uh, representative who um, had a lot of very inflammatory uh, tweets and Facebook posts. So, Plus, she owns a CrossFit gym. I for I always forget about that. She owns. Excuse me. Yeah, a CrossFit box. They call them boxes. It, what's the designation there? It's. What it do you is, mean? What's so, what's the designation? They call their. They, you you would see it. You walk by and be like, "Oh, that's a gym." And they'd be like, "No, that's a box because it's a CrossFit box." Okay. You put a bunch of rigs up against the wall. You had the whole floor replaced with a rubber mat, and you have a you know some dumbbells, you know, but you don't use a whole lot of dumbbells, and then some, you know. You got uh, those boxes. And, you got the boxes you jump up on. I take it. A lot of bumper plates. Yeah. A lot of um, rowing machines and assault bikes. Yeah. She owns one of those. Gotcha. Well, um, that that kind of uh, makes sense given the wasn't the uh, guy who ran or owned CrossFit didn't he have um, Greg Glassman? Yeah, the CEO of CrossFit. Oh, didn't he have what? A lot of good ideas about how to blend functional exercise and muscle confusion. Let's float on by that. Um, she was just uh, in the past hour or so stripped of her committee assignments. Uh, for the those types of tweets and Facebook posts where she said things like, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, liking posts about hanging Nancy Pelosi and blaming the California wildfires on a Jewish space laser. 
um, and doubting whether or not the Parkland shooting happened. You know, I know that I'm being Mr. Contrarian and, and at this point, but I just want to say she never actually used the phrase Jewish space laser. She was merely saying that as part of the international cabal of Jewish bankers, the Rothschilds, keeping all of their assets in various furtive locations, had pooled together to create some sort of laser that was powering their... Um, facilities on earth and that that power being transmitted from their laser to earth is what was responsible uh, or was responsible for these wildfires so in her mind it was less of a laser and more of a clean energy kind of a thing it was a, yeah it was some sort of new energy but it's not so clean because she believed it was causing these these forest fires right. as someone from the 19th century and someone who lives now i mean it sounds believable based on everything i've seen but i don't know but i don't know what you know um, her excuse is, and how she, I'm not sure if she devised this on her own or not, yeah. you know, because we've all heard a lot of these stories about 5G being the source of coronavirus and, and whatnot. We have, we don't believe them, though. No, we don't believe them, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, someone from the 19th century, I didn't even know what germs were, so you might right. as well tell me that your cell phones are giving everybody these uh, somewhat fatal diseases, so. The idea of a frozen, you know, Snickers ice cream treat to you back then would have blown your mind. Right, and it still would, you know, it would blow out my macros, bro. I I don't have room for, like, 46 grams of fat just right. in one serving like that. And but that's and that's mostly saturated fat, I assume? Yeah. Okay. You really want your diet to only be 10% saturated fat. That's one thing you really got to look out for because saturated fat has a lot of atherogenic effects, which means that's what clogs the arteries because it produces the bad kind of cholesterol that takes – um, cholesterol to your arteries rather than to your liver to be processed. Uh-huh. So that's the LDL rather than the HDL. I keep Saturated fats what contributed to yeah, that. I keep forgetting you know all about this stuff. Can you, in the just the shortest amount of time, um, uh, I've been using a lot of butter lately. Uh, is butter okay? What do you What do you mean by uh, like well, make, making, like, making my eggs in butter and stuff like that? Well, Timothy, like a tablespoon of butter has I think fourteen grams of fat, and I think a lot of it is saturated yeah Yeah. a gram of fat has nine calories and you really only want 10 percent of your calories to come from saturated fat and you want to make sure you balance that out with a lot of um, fibrous foods with insoluble fiber so it can help move that um, cholesterol through the body Um, i mean throughout the body so i i wouldn't recommend it um, especially if you're looking for eggs as a source of protein they're already not the leanest source of protein there is We're talking like six grams of protein, okay, maybe I gotta seven. I got to switch to cooking spray then. Okay. For like five grams of fat for every wow. single egg. It's just like you're really in a losing battle there. Most people probably need two to one protein to fat ratio as it is. And so you're kind of like digging yourself a hole with eggs there as it is without even adding the eggs. Excuse me, adding the uh, butter. That really, that really bummed me out there. Okay. Um so Marjor- anyway, so I was just like, let's just get Marjorie's story straight about, like, you know, she wasn't blaming it on an actual laser that practiced Judaism. She was just, you know, talking about the international Jewish conspiracy yeah. of bankers. Now, Abe, uh, there are people who say that, uh, you know, commentators and obviously Republicans who say that, well, if you do this, if you strip uh, Congresswoman Green of her committees, we're just going to do this to Democrats um, when we get into power. What do you feel? How do you feel about this as a tactic? Well, I'm sure it's been done already. I, I can I can almost recall instances of this Steve, happening. Steve King, yeah, but it was um, instigated by Republicans as opposed to Democrats. 
I mean, they still get to serve, even if they're not in as many committees. And yes, it was very partisan. I think only 11 House members uh, from the Republicans joined in on this, probably the same 11 um, or so that joined in on the uh, vote for impeachment Mm -hmm. of the former president. I, um, yeah, I I get that. But uh, being afraid that the other side is going to do something, uh, I don't don't know. I don't know if that's, this gets back to this kind of... um, issue we keep talking about on the podcast or at least you and i do about unity and how to uh you know lower the temperature as the current president says and the last president talked a lot about how he wanted to unite the country but he really didn't put forth how that would happen other than just people getting on board with his agenda and i worry um that there's not much to be done i don't know what to do and i don't know if um just letting things slide and being and taking the high road and being nice uh, uh, works anymore yeah, I mean, um, one thing that people always go to when they talk about unity is, well, it would require some kind of terrible tragedy to unite us in the way that 9-11 did, but, like, we're Like in- Watchmen. <laughs> like what Ozymandias does at the end of Watchmen. Yeah. With, like, the big squid thing. Yeah. He's done it. It was really great. Well, but and then, then Rorschach except- tries to... Rorschach, he tries yeah. to cuck him. He tries to just let the whole thing out. And um, Dr. Manhattan's like, you know, I can't let you do this, and then... Um, spoil, oh yeah, spoiler alert for, um, spoiler Zack for Snyder's Alan, Watchmen. Alan, oh, Al, Zack Snyder, okay. Um, yeah, you know, Rorschach is, um, he has to tell the truth. He can't just, uh, keep this a lie. But then if you watch- Speaking of 9-11, doesn't Marjorie Green, did she even ex- believe in 9-11 happening? Uh, she said that, she said that there was not a plane that, uh, struck the towers. She said it was some kind of missile and that there was no photographic evidence that it was a plane. But then today she came out with a statement saying like, I, I remember those days. I remember crying. It did happen. Uh, and then she also said that, um, I turned to QAnon because I felt like I couldn't trust what was being told to me on CNN and Fox news. Um, and she kind of, she kind of, it wasn't a, uh, I'm sorry, because that seems, it seems like something she can't do. Um, it was a, if the media wasn't so bad, I wouldn't have started believing in QAnon. Right. And the media is not a political institution. It's not part of like our actual civic no. society. It is a separate entity. And so I get that we don't want to necessarily imbue it with powers that the founders of the Constitution did not intend to have, right? That we can, you know, have a free press, but that press doesn't actually get a say in how we live our lives. So I understand that the impulse to undermine it and to ensure that it is working for us and we are not working for it. Um, Having said that, um, it seems like someone like her who just kind of dabbles at every single conspiracy theory that there is, is really just doing it for social media attention and not thinking that there's consequences or just kind of thinks it's fun to think like that. I don't know. I mean, surely you know some, some fairly conspiratorial people. I remember when the a, a loose change style 9-11 video was floating around my university and people were like, oh, you got to check out this footage. And when you look at it for the first time, you're like, oh, wow. But then in, at the slightest amount of research, it falls apart. So, yes, I did know some conspiracy people, but um, and it's easy to fall into some of that stuff. I get it. Have you ever seen Oliver Stone's JFK? Uh, not the whole thing, no. Oh, you should see the whole thing. It's very convincing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fun. It feels like you're uncovering something or whatever. 
I wish people would do a big kind of JFK style movie about my assassination, but I guess everyone just kind of accepts that that you know there there was some sort of conspiracy by these um, you know loyal Confederates to take out the whole cabinet and they pretty much just got me. Yeah, I think because your assassin like yelled out and then jumped on the stage and was very proud of everything, I think that kind of nipped the conspiracy in the bud. Yeah, but I'm just saying I I wish I wish someone would make a movie about how like Oh yeah. Well, there are movies about your death. Yeah, but like I, I don't know, I just wish like there was some I wish people put some like time you know, I'm actually the most written about person, I think. In America, you know, Abraham Lincoln, there's more books on me than anybody else. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I just wish one person would say that I was killed by a Jewish space laser. <laughs> I mean, I was a vampire hunter. True, yes, that was that's, that is an interpretation of you. Um... I never saw that movie. I bet at the end of the movie I'm killed by, like, a werewolf or something. You think so? I bet the, the movie they make a point that, like, you know, oh... He actually, his assassination isn't what it seems. I mean, look, buddy, we can, if we, if you want to do a movie night, we can watch that movie together. We can review it on the podcast. It's been a long time. Since what? Since we did a movie review. That's true. We're overdue. It used to be the bulk of this podcast. Well, yeah. And now I don't talk about movies because it's a crutch. So I never even mention them. That's right. So I don't know what to do about people like Marjorie Green because it seems like there's more and more people um, yeah. out there. And as I've said before, one of my famous catchphrases, social media is the darkest experience I've ever had. And I've and buried, I buried two, two sons. sons. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, more and more people are out there, especially with coronavirus going on and, and people feeling like they're out there, you know, there's an external loci of their of control over their lives that they don't have personal agency anymore they feel like that they are kind of at the whims of of these big forces and Mm -hmm. they can't necessarily articulate them so then they begin to try to explain things well the truth is everybody that's how it's always been i don't know what to tell you my mother died from drinking some bad milk like things just don't you know make sense you don't have any control and then on top of that everyone thinks that they're being silenced because they think they deserve a voice because they turn on the television or they turn on the computer or their little beep beep smartphones and they see the Kardashians this and some celebrity saying this about $13,000 wine and all these things and they think, oh, well, I deserve a voice too. And so then they get on their social media and they feel like that they should be elevated just as much and that they deserve to be heard. And the truth is, is like nobody really nobody really has a has a voice or, or, or deserves to be heard. And those who do should use the voice to speak for all of us, which is something that, you know, I think as someone who served in the public arena thing I strove for. But anyway, that's just a little old man rant for you. Sure. And while I'm at it, not enough people snap peas with grandma on the front porch no more. (laughs) And also, folks, if you're out there looking at some celebrity like Twitter and you're like, I'm as funny as this person. If I took over their Twitter for a week, I could kill. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, I, I agree that the, there is a halo effect around yeah. certain folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've benefited from it greatly. So, yeah, I, I you know, I recognize that. Anyway, so I don't know. Do you think it's better to to 
I worry a little bit about kicking people off of platforms or making people feel like they're silenced because I think that's just going to make them louder and prouder and crowder, if you know the reference Hey-o. there. Uh, yes. Do you mean like deplatforming, say, the president? Or this Marjorie Green person whose whole shtick is that I'm being silenced and yeah. make sure you support me because I need to have a voice so that you can have a voice. I I don't know. I'm I'm... The idea that we needed to kick the president off, I'm glad it happened. You know, I think Joe Biden has greatly benefited from it. I think the country has benefited from not hearing the, seeing the president's tweets every day. But I think the legal implications of, like, we saved lives by not doing it, or he would have um, incited more riots. I, I don't know how legally sound that theory is. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think... But if you're a Jack Dorsey and you own Twitter, I do recognize that you can just say, right, like, oh, yeah. okay, I don't want this person on my platform. I don't want him using my business or whatever, my yeah. service. Any, now, granted, I come, from the, yeah. I come from the 19th century, so people did that a lot based off of a lot of uh, very yes. superficial, let us For say, sure. reasons. But I think if there's like an individual justification, I, I recognize his right to yeah. protect his own interests in that respect. Nonetheless... I do worry when the House is moving to um, minimize one of its members like this, I, 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 I don't know if I worry about the president. Like, oh, no, now they're going to – when they get the control of the House, they're going to turn right. around and do it. Uh, as much as I just worry about the backlash to this um, being worse, like this is what she was coming up with when, you know, uh, before. I mean, now what is she going to do when people start listening to her? So yeah. I don't know. Um, yes, it, it will have some kind of a martyr effect on her, which I think is entirely possible. Yeah. Pretty fun. I think we were also going to talk, we were planning to talk about the COVID bill, but we're already at 18. Um, do you think he should wait and work with Republicans or just, you know, ram it through and give us all 1400 bucks? I don't know, Timothy, because I think that he campaigned on this promise to do something about COVID and and to help people who are struggling. And so if you're Republicans, you benefit from him not being able to fulfill that promise. Correct. I don't understand the federal debt. And I know I was president and I, I over... I think I, we've had more than one episode about this. And I failed to explain it to you. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it's a problem unless you're not in control of it. Yeah. You know? So I don't get the reason for not just spending, spending the money. I mean, don't tell my boss this, but I mean... It seems like you guys all have well enough, uh, um, you know, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You get uh, what I'm saying. I get what you're not I, saying. I 100% get what you're saying. I also, um, there are certain ploys and tactics that you're seeing in the negotiations, like the under the Republican plan, and the checks are only 1,000, which would mean that Joe Biden, you know, that would spur news stories. Joe Biden never got us as big of stimulus checks as Donald Trump. Things like that. Like, they're... I think it's easier, easy to see through some of this stuff. But then uh, conservatives would say, well, no, it's not about that. It's about the budget. So what about if this sets a president precedent and every new president just comes in saying like, oh, well, I'll give you fifteen hundred dollars. And the next president's like, I'll give you two thousand dollars. And then eventually we get to a universal basic income. Maybe. You know what? That's not bad. I mean, just coming from your time, the idea that the 
federal government doles out cash to ordinary citizens like this must blow your mind as well. I, a little, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I hope we get, I don't know. I hope we get the 1400. Uh, you know, I'm doing so well still on, um, only fans that I won't be able to get any of the stimulus anyways, but you know, I really hope that people out there get the full 1400 bucks. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear OnlyFans is going well. It's going better. I mean, the the marketplace is really crowded, and there's more improv people, which fucking sucks. And there's, like, you know, people that I thought were doing really well out in L.A., now they're all doing, like, um, OnlyFans improv, because I don't know. But anyways, they, they've, it's picked up a little bit. People are out there watching short form on OnlyFans. Uh, so, yeah, you don't got to worry about me. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Abe, any last thoughts on Marjorie Taylor Greene or, you know, American unity? United we stand, divided we fall. Mm. Um, actually, you know what? I, uh, Abe, I just got the, um, the Emmy announcement for late night talk show. Do you, uh, do you want to hear this? No, no, no. I'll find out at work. Okay. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Um, buddy, I just, you know, I'm. Whatever happens, I'm still proud of you. So, Thanks, Timothy. Yeah, we've been doing really good work at the Huckabee Hour. And just like Trinity Broadcasting Network, I feel like I don't normally see on the Emmys. So, Yeah, but I mean, like, you don't normally see like Turner Broadcasting Station, and that's where Conan does his show, so. Sure, but Conan's historic. Let's not go into this. Um, Mike Huckabee you- was the governor of Arkansas. You know who else was the governor of Arkansas? Bill Clinton. Never heard of him. Folks, I think that's going to do it for 15 Minutes with Lincoln. If you have any questions for us about, um, you know, politics or writing for Huckabee or any complaints about Emmy nominations, just email us at 15minuteswithlincoln uh, at gmail.com. That's numerical 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Abe, buddy, I I think this is where I ask you any last thoughts. I already said that, though. Now, have a good week at work, bud. Uh, hey, have they gotten back to me about the interview at all? Or is is word going around? Oh, yeah. I'm sure people are passing around your um, your information. Like Don't worry about it, stuff? Timothy. You've heard stuff, though? Yeah, I'm going to follow up tomorrow after we have the Emmy conversation. If, you know, we'll probably have some champagne in the office and stuff, and they'll be like, hey, you know, now's a good time to bring another guy on board who could really help us out here. That sounds perfect. All right, folks, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I'll see you.